Welcome to the All Seven Days Podcast. This is the, uh, what are we doing here today, Trevor? This is so weird. We're, we're not in the same house. We're not, in, we're, you're down the street from me. This is like our 28th attempt to try to record this podcast. <clears throat> this, this crazy virus has us separated. We can't, we can't be in the same room together. Even though you look fairly healthy, I'm fairly sure that your beard's probably got some something in it that shouldn't be there. Uh, but I actually put some beard oil in it today and brushed it. We'll see. That you know, you look good. You look good. Thank you. But I also showered. Hey, we uh, appreciate that. Even though you're very far away and we can't smell you from through the through the bits that are flowing through our internet right now. But uh, <laughs> hey, from the thirteen eleven studios, this is the All Seven Days podcast, and I'm Stan, and that's. I'm Trevor. Hey, and uh, so we're here to take your questions and answer them from the perspective of two church guys uh, just having conversations about biblical things. And and uh, you send your questions in at askatall7days.com or send a voicemail or text to 864-660-9473. Join the All 7 Days Hangout on Facebook. And uh, you can even see this episode on YouTube. That's, that's correct. The side-by-side view, split-screen, Stan and Trevor rocking the extra beardage because we've decided no trimming no sh- no buzzing no none of that no shave covid not no not until they lift the covid stuff and we can right. actually go to a barber shop i'm getting i'm a little i'm a little moppy on top trevor it's it's yeah about to drive me crazy that's why I've got the hat on. I've been wearing a lot of hats lately, kind of trying to cover it up. There's there's going to come a point in time where you've either got to take that little snap back on the on the end of your hat and and loosen it a notch, or your hat's going to shoot off top of your head. I mean, I mean, I could work it all the way up, and we could wear it something. Like that. <laughs> I think that would work. Uh, but, but, I'm not so. but anyway, so how you been Trevor? You've been doing okay. Uh, you know, um, it's, it's odd. It's odd feeling, you know, staying home on purpose is it's strange. You kind of run out of things to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't run into that yet. Uh, cause I'm still working, working. As right. I'm sure you quote unquote are too, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm still working and it, it, it occupies a good bit of my day, but still there's a good bit of time where it doesn't. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, well, you were, you were here last week. Uh, yeah, I was, you were, you were working on my house as well. And, uh, still a few, uh, still a few projects I've got to get done. Uh, oh. so I'm still, I'm still okay with things to do. But yeah. it is a little weird that, you know, we actually we actually hired someone to bring us groceries today. <laughs> it was really weird. So uh, that's when you know it's weird that you can't go get groceries or you can't do like the simple things. Yeah. Um, it's I've ran out of projects for the most part. I have some mulch that I need to lay down, but I'm kind of like waiting for that perfect sunny day so I can work on my, I'm a multitasker. So I need to work on my tan <laughs> and spread mulch at the same time. 
<laughs> you know, as long as you got your priorities straight, that's that's all good. Oh man. I mean, I'm trying to maximize this time off here. That's right. That's right. Gotta gotta go back when you, if you ever get to go back to school, um, you gotta have your tan in place because it's probably gonna be summer when you go back to school yeah. and uh, and you're gonna be stuck. But anyway, but it's good to see you. Hey, even though, it's even good to see you. A little <laughs> uh so update um a little bit of update uh last week we talked about uh pam and the masks we have mm-hmm. we have currently shipped 800 masks wow that's crazy as far away as arizona uh nice one direction and florida the other and who knows we still got gobs of orders coming in and uh so Several hundred more, so we're gonna we're gonna top a thousand at least this week, if not more. And uh, so anyway, these these ladies are really just going gangbusters, and we haven't charged a dime for any of these masks. Uh, although yeah. people have donated some money for supplies, and uh, we had a fabric store in town donate some fabric and some elastic, and that was great. Um, but still, the orders keep coming, and uh, we keep trying to uh, to get those out as quickly as we can. So. If you want to help with that, uh, let me know here at askatall7days.com or 864-660-9473. We'll hook you up with ways you can uh, contribute to that to that work. Uh, they're doing great. They're doing awesome. Yeah, I know. Um, I reached out to Pam. I think it was Sunday morning. A friend of mine who works up in Jackson at the, at the hospital there needed a cover for the mask, and I think Pam came through with, within an hour or two. So, yeah. She's very thankful for that. So oh, yeah. very, very appreciative of Pam and her team and what she's done. It's an amazing little enterprise they've got going right there. It's it really is something. So we're very proud of them. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, if you want to help out with that, let me know. All right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Hey, pastors and church administrators, listen to this. All 7 Days is proud to be partnered with Faith Teams. Faith Teams is a web-based church management software with all the features your church needs and priced so that any church can afford it. It's packed with features including attendance tracking, kids check-in, volunteer scheduling, automated guest follow-up, contributions, online giving and text to give, built-in email and text messaging tools, and a whole lot more. Best of all, it's all in one single system at a price that makes sense. They have a free 14-day trial so you can try the entire system before you pay a dime. Keep it in pages $40 a month. That's right, $40 a month for every available feature. Go to all7days.com slash faithteams to learn more and use the links provided for your free 14-day trial. When you sign up, tell them All 7 Days sent you. Faith Teams, the easy and affordable church management software. Welcome back to the All Seven Days podcast. I'm Stan. That's Trevor. Yeah, you're asleep over there, aren't you? And uh, <laughs> we've got a question to answer today. And Trevor, I, I just want you to know, I printed out two copies of notes, like I always do. <laughs> in spirit. So, in spirit. Let me I'm hold it. I'll just hold this up to the camera, and maybe you can just read your side and. Well, I, ha- I have the notes pulled up right next to you. Okay. Well, so I can see everything. My cool. question is, did you brew a second cup of coffee? I, I and didn't. stick it up? I did. <laughs> that, 
<laughs> that would be funny. No. Uh, Maybe a cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if I had a life-size Trevor cutout. <laughs> but I don't need it because you're already right beside me. It'd probably be the ugliest thing ever created. <laughs> could use it for target practice. You could. You could. <laughs> that Scarecrow. Would not, that would not be. Oh, that would be cool. That's Trevor Scarecrow. Yes. We could sell those on the on the all seven days dot com site. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let us know if you want a, a Trevor Scarecrow. We'll see if we can work. Those <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh, all right. Watch, we're gonna have it. <laughs> So Big they, orders for those. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to uh, once Pam's group gets done making masks, we'll have to make scarecrows. <laughs> All right, today's question comes in from Chuck, and it's a simple, easy ask question, uh, but I don't know the answer is that easy. So we're going to walk through it and see what we can come up with. So his Chuck Chuck's question is, what is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer? And this is a great. A great question. I mean, um, we know that as, as believers, when we believe, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and He indwells us, And and but then what does He do? Uh, is He just there, or is there something more to it? And, of course, there's a lot more to it, and we're not going to get to everything that He does today, but I've got I've got a list of, what, six, six things that mm-hmm. He does, and uh, so... Um, let's jump in. Yeah. So Trevor, when I say the word conviction, what comes to mind? Not fiction, but conviction. Conviction. It's like, uh, it's, to me, it's like something that's pulling at you from the inside that you know is true. You're convicted. You just know it, but there's, I don't know. It's, um, I don't know how how would you use it in a sentence it's like the spelling bee use it in a sentence for me <laughs> well uh no i'm not <laughs> no i can't <laughs> uh so there i think of two things when i think of conviction there's there's kind of mm-hmm. two definitions and this is the craziness of the english language the same word can mean two different things so if i am convicted of something uh that even can mean a couple of different things, right? Number one, if I if I have been accused of a crime and I'm convicted mm-hmm. of that crime, that means I have to now pay the penalty for that crime. I've been found guilty, right. and now I have to pay the penalty for it. The other side of being convicted about something that uh, maybe, maybe I'm convicted about the crime that I've committed is that is a, um, uh, a telling in my conscience that mm-hmm. says I have done wrong. Right. So I'm convicted yeah. about what I've done. But then there's right, a- and that's kind of, and that's kind of what I was trying to get to is like if you do something wrong you have this feeling within you like, wow, I really messed up or I've really done something that's not good. Yes. So so you got is, this feeling. so my question is, is the work of the Holy Spirit to convict us in that manner? And I think the answer is yes, but he also convicts us in another matter, in another way. And sometimes when, we're, when we have a conviction in us, that means that we have a truth that we are holding to 
that somehow we know that it's true. It is our conviction that this is the way something should be or some, you know, that sort of thing. We have, a, we have a conviction of how something should be done or we have a conviction about um, maybe what, uh, what something means or a truth that we hold. So there's even that side of the conviction. But it all has to do with right and wrong. Right. Okay? So <clears throat> one of the roles in the Holy Spirit, and I'm beginning this from 1 Thessalonians 1.5, is he uh, gives us, he convicts us. He gives us conviction. And I think it's both sides. I think he convicts us of sin in our lives so that we will be prompted to change. But he also uh, gives us conviction of truth so that we know things are true. And I think this is a supernatural revealing of truth in that when you hear the gospel, if you are not a believer and it hasn't penetrated you yet, there is no conviction to become a Christian. Right. right? But if God does his work and opens your eyes to the glory of the gospel then comes with that conviction that this is true. And it's so true to me that I will die for it, right? That's, right. that's how convicted we need to be. So 1 Thessalonians 1.5 says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because of our gospel, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. And I think, again, that word conviction there handles both sides of things. It convicted of, of our sin and convicted and convinced us of our guilt, but also uh, set in us the knowledge of the truth that we've just heard. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's how that does it. So that's one role of the Holy Spirit. All right. Any Anything you want to throw in there with that, Trevor? You look... Well, you know, we talked last week about um, how does a lifelong sinner uh, come to have a relationship with with God, and I think this conviction right here could go can relate with that. Is mm -hmm. is when you have that relationship, that conviction is kind of activated, and you have this this sense of you know that this sin is not right. You know that right. this power is not true but you know that god is true he he died for us and i think that conviction is stronger when you do have a relationship with god right so i think that kind of relates back to what we talked about last week i agree yeah that's good all right so now uh let me throw the next word at you what do you think of when i say the word comfort um Lay, laying in my bed. <laughs> um, eating as far as this, eating great. <laughs> um, comfort, I think, uh, I also think of the word peace. You know, the sense of comfort, sense of peace. Knowing that I'm not in control, but that God's in control and I don't have to worry. That's that's where I come with, with, with the comfort. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of times the way the gospel is misrepresented is come to God and he will give you peace. And there's there and I, I don't I don't want to say that that's a misrepresentation. 
of the gospel itself because he will give you peace. But what people hear a lot of times is he will take my, my situation and fix it. And that's how right. I'm going to get peace, right? But I don't think that's what the gospel is talking about at all. We have peace no. in our overarching circumstance that we are in a relationship with God. We still might suffer. We still might have trouble. Our finances might not turn around. Our kids may not come to God. Um, you know, our marriages still might fall apart, but we have peace in him. And I think that is a, a role of the Holy Spirit too. Acts 9.31, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, um, it multiplied. So um, that, that particular verse right there does speak to them having peace with one another, but that comfort uh, comes from the Holy Spirit, right? right? So that's one thing that the Holy Spirit does. And he is actually called the comforter as well. Right. So, yeah. so comfort is another uh, thing that the Holy Spirit does in the life of the believer. Anything more you want to add to that, Mr. Trevor? No, I think you, I think you hit on it when you know a lot of people might read a little bit too much into it with the whole peace thing. Yeah. Oh, he's just going to fix my situation to where it's on the uprise now, and that's not always the case. Yeah. Uh, it's knowing that you have him next to you in those situations to help you get through them. Right. Right. Um, not to give you what you think is going to be peace. Right. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, and that's it, not to say that he won't. It's not to say that he can't. Right. But he but might that's not. not always. You're right. He, right. You know, he might, but he might not. All right. Um, when I say direction, Trevor, what do you think of? Uh, GPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, when we're talking about the, the, the fruit of the spirit, we're talking about God, uh, direction. He gives us a purpose, uh, a, a renewed sense of what we're here to do. Yeah. What, what we're called to do. And I think a lot of people don't know. And I think I look too hard and I know I did for a while. I try, I was looking into everything instead of just stepping back and kind of releasing everything mm -hmm. and letting it, it be revealed to me yeah instead of me going out trying to find that direction per se um so i kind of i kind of relate direction with purpose almost cohesively yeah when i think of way, when i think of direction i think of of you know kind of the you know what is the what is the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. I think of those kind of things, but I also think about uh, how do I how do I just live every day? How, what do, what do I need to do today to to please God and to and to live according to His purpose for my life? And uh, so <clears throat> I think I think the Holy Spirit helps with that as well. I think He I think He does it. You know when we. Sometimes God prompts us through through the Holy Spirit that we need to maybe do something, right? Mm -hmm. And I think he does that by giving us a desire, and we'll talk about those things in just a minute. But I think uh, one of the main ways the Holy Spirit gives us direction is by helping us understand God's Word. He, he literally comes in and supernaturally 
opens our eyes to what the Word of God says and helps us understand it. And I get that from John 14, 26. And this is, uh, he says, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, in case you're wondering who the Helper was, that's the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, he's not doing that. He's not teaching us things and bringing our, helping us remember his word just so that we can have it in our minds, right? I mean, what would be the point of that? If we could just remember it, recite it, and do those sorts of things, big deal. But we're supposed to live it out, right? So, so that's, that's one of the things that I believe in giving us direction when, you know, there are times when we just don't know what to do. And we go to God's word, we read it, and we try to understand it. And a lot of help comes from that. And the, the way that we understand that is through the help of the Holy Spirit. So there's my, there's my direction. So, so far we've got like conviction, that. comfort, and direction. Anything to add to direction there, Trev? No, that's pretty, pretty good. All Spot right. on. All right. When I say the word gifts, what do you think of? Well, most people would think of packages that you would receive or things that you're giving to me. Um, when I think of it in a sense of spiritual matters, I'm not thinking like God's going to put a package on my front doorstep and problems are solved, but he gives me, I think he gives us gifts to help reach other lost people. Yes. Uh, and he gives us gifts. He, here's just a blanket statement. There is not a spiritual gift that is given to you that is strictly for you. A spiritual gift to. is to be used by you to help others. Correct. That's the point of a spiritual gift, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not gonna. We're not gonna get into an exhaustive list of the gifts that he gives. Uh, that's probably for another podcast altogether. But First Corinthians twelve four says, "Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit." So the mm -hmm. Spirit gives us gifts, abilities, if you will, and all of those abilities that he gives are for the building up of the body of Christ. Right. Okay. So, yep. uh, and, and everybody has a different gift or set of gifts, right? Because if we all had the same gift, we wouldn't be able to help each other very much. Right. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't need you because I have the same gift that you have. Exactly. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a friend of mine, Nathan McFeeters, who has, I believe, the gift of helps. He just loves helping people with whatever it is he can help with. More, mainly, it's around construction and uh and that sort of thing and he uh I, I, I may have told this story on the podcast before i'm not sure but he was um i had a I had a pecan tree in my backyard that was lean it was a big tree leaning towards my house and i wanted to i wanted to cut it down and uh i got a price to do it and it was i thought astronomical and i understand <laughs> now why they charge so much because that's okay. dangerous work Okay, yeah. but I got in over my head. I had some friends over helping me try to cut this tree down, and we had we had you know taken limbs off up and up and up the the uh, the trunk, and we got to a point where 
we our ladder either wouldn't reach or we were just too chicken to go up as high as we needed to go with chainsaws in our hands to cut the rest of the top limbs off. So I called Nathan to see if he had a longer ladder that we would feel safer on up in the tree to cut the top limbs out. Well, he said, sure, I'll be over in just a little bit and I'll drop it. I thought he was just going to drop it off. But what he did was he came with this ladder. He carried it around back to where the tree was. He extended it as far as it would go. And it was right up in the top of the tree. And then he grabs a chainsaw and spider monkeys up to the top of this thing like he lives in the top of trees his entire life. And he is swinging around off the top of this ladder, hacking limbs off like he's a lumberjack. He even <laughs> stepped off the ladder onto this little nub of a limb that he'd already cut off, grabs the top of the trunk and swings around off of this thing. And then with his other hand, he's hacking more limbs off. And I'm thinking this guy is going to die right here in my yard. Yeah. But, you know, but he's, he's just incredible. And, he, you know, he flew up this thing. He took care of the top of the limbs. He came down, took his ladder, and he went home. And we, <laughs> we cut the rest of the tree down by ourselves because, you know, the hard part was done. And, right. But he's just, he's just helpful like that. He doesn't, mm -hmm. he doesn't come in and say, what, what do you think we need to do? He just takes charge, and he does it because he loves doing it. And uh, so that's the kind of, that's the kind of one of the gifts that he has. And I don't have that gift as much. I can't, I can't do the things he can do. I don't have those talents. Uh, obviously, I could have cut my own tree down. But, uh, but yeah, we all, we all need different gifts so we can minister to each other. So there's gifts. Anything more to talk about with gifts? Um, I, I guess I could get your opinion on one of the gifts that, that I find interesting. Okay. What's that? Um, growing up in Florida, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to uh, the gift of tongues. Okay. Speaking in tongues. Yep. And so moving to Mississippi, moving to the South, I've been because exposed Florida, to it. Florida is not the South. No, it's not, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it just, it, it caught me off guard. So I was just curious on what your thought is with that. We don't have to go too deep into it, but yeah, it kind of um, it's definitely it freaks me out. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely one of the most more interesting gifts. Um, it's um, I don't have it. Okay, uh, I, I don't I I don't have that gift, and uh, there are some who who think that if you don't have that gift, then you're not saved, and that right. I just don't see that in scripture. I, I in fact I see. Um, I see the opposite. Um, and, and Paul does say, seek these kind of gifts, uh, especially prophecy. Uh, but he also says, you know, he, he really reprimands people for using the gift of tongues in public. Um, but he also says not everybody has it. That's mm -hmm. why I say, I don't think you have to have it to, to be saved. Um, and we can, we can get into a deeper study of that um later but um it is a gift that is in the bible um there are there are instances of how it was used and and what it was for descriptions there and um i say was i don't i don't I, I can't find anywhere in scripture that it says that it ceased um 
So I'm going to assume people who are, are speaking in tongues can do that legitimately. I'm not going to say it's not legit. Uh, I will say, however, I think it's abused at times uh, based on uh, based on First Corinthians and and uh, Paul's reprimand to the church in Corinth for people just going nuts with it in church services. Um, mm-hmm. He told them only do it if you have someone who can interpret it because the only person that helps if at all when it happens and no one t- lets anybody else know what was said is yourself and people will come in and if they see that they'll think you're crazy that's what he said uh, right so, <laughs> yeah so uh so he's you know he said don't do it in public unless someone can interpret what you said so um so that's the way i would prefer it to be handled and uh, I think that's a biblical approach um, <clears throat> so um, unless God says otherwise you're not going to hear me speak I can't I took I took Spanish in school I took German in college I can't speak either one of them so I'm obviously not gifted in languages so <coughs> um, anyway um, yeah so we can we can look at that a little deeper. I don't want to I don't want to eat up our entire podcast with that. But that's how I think. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the biblical approach to it. I think uh, I think that's how it, you know, we should look at it. There are those who think that that doesn't even exist anymore, and I can understand their argument as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I just don't see that in Scripture. Um, but we can get into that later. So anyway, uh, that's gifts. No more questions out of you, Trevor. That's too hard. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. When I say, here's a, here's a great question for you, Trevor. When I say the word desire, and when I say it like that, desire. Desire. What do you think of <laughs> Don't Don't think of it like that. <laughs> when I, inappropriate. When I, say de- <laughs> when I say desire, what, what comes to mind? Uh, could almost go along... Um, with like a goal or something to work work towards okay something to strive for go after uh most times you hear people like my desire in life is this so i work to do this so um i know getting closer with god my desire to know more about god has grown yeah so yeah uh, it's kind of like maybe a Maybe you could use the word hunger. Oh, I like that. I like or that. Or thirst. Yeah, you know, one of those where, where you that'll preach, brother. Come on now. <laughs> you can't get enough of it. You, you you desire it. You want more and more and more. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think that's exactly the way the Holy Spirit uh, works. He gives us desires. And I say that based on Galatians five uh, sixteen through twenty five. Let me just read this little paragraph here. And then I'll see if I can bring out how God, uh, how, how the Holy Spirit gives us desires. So Galatians 5, starting verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That verse right there, if you just think about it for just a second, you can see how if you live by the, by the, the way the Holy Spirit leads you, your desires change. Mm-hmm. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh okay that means you're suppressing or putting putting to death the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit 
and the desires of the spirit, there it is, are against the flesh. For, those, uh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you were led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. And here's a list of the desires that we normally have before we're saved. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. That's not even an exhaustive list. I warn you, as I warned you before, yeah. that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if you have a continual desire and give into that desire to do these things, you're not saved. I didn't say it. Paul said it right there. Okay? But, he says, the fruit of the Spirit this is a list of new desires that he gives us, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have been crucified, have crucified the flesh. There is the, the dying of the flesh with its passions and desires. So those desires go. And if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. We get new sets of desires. He gives us new desires. And that list that he gives us right there are the fruit of the Spirit. Right? What you got, Trev? Not much more to say after that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good stuff. That's a great pretty, scripture. It's pretty uh, basic stuff right there, just right. spot on. It goes back to conviction, too. I mean you know you read that list and you realize how tied we are as humans in our flesh to those earthly desires and we see the power of the holy spirit coming in to change us that's why that's why christians look and behave differently is because our desires have changed all right last one so and again this is not an exhaustive list but you know i think we're running a little bit long here let's see if we can we can wrap this up uh, prayer. What do you think of when I say prayer? Uh, it's just, it's the process of building that relationship with God. You and him talking. Um, goes back to that desire. Is this something that you want to do? Is yeah. You want to talk to God more. Right. And, I, and the Holy Spirit enables it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Romans 8, 26. I'll just read this and we'll talk about it a little bit. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Have you ever been to the point where you just knew you needed to pray, but you weren't sure how to pray? Yep. How do, I, how do I take this to God? How do I word this to God? This verse helps me so much when I'm in that situation. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words and he who searches hearts knows what the mind of the spirit knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of god there is no such thing as a bad prayer for a christian right. there is no such thing because when we pray wrong the spirit fixes it 
when we pray right, the Spirit makes it better. I mean, it's the Spirit praying through and for us when we don't know what we're asking for or how to ask for it or what the best outcome should be. God knows. He sees our heart. He understands that we are weak and feeble, and he brings our request to God in the perfect manner according to the will of God. That gives me so much comfort in prayer that, um, you know, sometimes it's just good to sit there before God in a prayerful spirit and just say, I, I don't know. God, you know, please work on me no. and help me be able to ver- verbalize this better. But yeah. I'm going to trust you in, in your will. That is good. Yeah. You know, sometimes we just don't have... We don't know how to put it into words, what we feel on the inside, what we need or what we yeah. want, and but the spirit inside knows knows how to communicate that. So, yeah. so true, so helpful. All right, anything else? Anything else you can add to that? No, it's, I like that list right there. It's pretty good. It's really good. It's really good that we understand what the spirit does for us. That's for sure. And uh, thanks, Chuck, for the question. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. It's always good to remind ourselves uh, of the, of the, gosh, just the glory of the gospel and how it's not just, God doesn't just save us, right? I mean, wh- if that was all he did, that would be enough. But he, he empowers mm-hmm. us to live this life, and he does that through his Holy Spirit. It's just a wonderful thing to remember. All right, well, thanks for listening today. Remember, get your questions and comments in to ask at all seven days or 864 660 uh 9473 leave us a voicemail or text there and uh, check us out on youtube leave us a review on uh, itunes and let us know how we are doing and again if you want to help out with the masks effort to get masks out to the uh to the folks on the front lines and those in need of uh, protection against this virus let us know we'll be glad to uh, let you help out with that Remember, this is the All 7 Days Podcast, where the goal is to get you to think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today.